Welcome to episode 14 of Button Key Games Cast. I'm Jordan, and this is Evan, and we're here to enjoy some beers and talk about some games. I gotta catch them all. Oh yeah? Jordan, I gotta catch all of them. All those cute live-action, quote-unquote, Pokemon from the Detective Pikachu. Yeah, all those Pokemans. All the Pokemans. I saw Detective Pikachu opening night because I'm a hardcore fan. Yeah? How was that? Uh, I'm actually not that much of a hardcore fan. I enjoy Pokemon games when the normal, like, cycle runs around, so I'll get, uh, Sword and Shield. Uh, but, as a, as a fan, like, just barely, I think that they made a really enjoyable movie. Yeah. It just looks really good. I was very surprised by how good everything looks and the quality of it, especially coming off the the Sonic the Hedgehog trailer. Yeah. Uh, it was good to see something that was very true to the characters that they were trying to make or portray. Uh, and I feel like the world they made even beyond the, the Pokemon was well thought out and interesting. Uh, the whole shtick of Rhyme City, which is the city that the movie takes place in, being a place like without Pokeballs and just where... Pokemon and humans live in harmony. Uh, I think that was an interesting world to see. Yeah. I, th- I think they told a very competent story, uh, which was maybe my biggest thing was like, how good is this story going to be? It was, it was good. They did a good job. The acting was good. Uh, Ryan Reynolds is fun as always, as the voice of yeah. Detective Pikachu. Uh, and I was less off put by it than I first thought I would be. From seeing the first trailer, I was like, I don't know. P- Pikachu shouldn't talk. I don't know if I'm for this. Oh, I uh, was it for was, it from day it one. It was good. They did a good job. And yeah. I think I think it's a good like stepping in point to this world. As like a transition into more of these movies, not just Detective Pikachu movies, but uh, there are talks about doing like a Pokemon Red and Blue adaptation. Uh, and I feel like like having that kind of transition with a with a talking Pikachu character into a world where they don't talk is is good and it gets people uh into what's going on if they weren't into Pokemon before. Yeah. I'm I'm excited to see it. Very well made. Very good. Very yeah. good quality. Looks good. My wife my wife enjoyed the bejesus out of it. She was a she was a fan of the anime when she was younger and she had a great time. Yeah. So P- Pikachu, he's a detective. Yeah. So what you drinking? Oh, I've got uh the same thing. <laughs> it's uh omission. No shame. Lager. Uh it's na- good. right now I am drinking the Bronx Brewing No Resolutions IPA. Oh, okay. From from New York, in case you couldn't tell by the name. Mm. Uh, so I'm going to open that up and uh, I'll see what I think about it. Okay. So I figured I would uh, give you guys a quick update on my progress um, with these life choices and changes I've been making. Um, so I'm just over three weeks in now. And about to complete my fourth week here soon. But um, it's going really good. I'm down uh, 20 pounds. 
Wow. I am. I'm at three hundred. Like exactly. So That's to be awesome. below three hundred again will be great, and will happen soon. Um. So yeah, it's been it's been really good. I my my back problems have significantly improved now i have like muscle back there that i didn't have before and it's sore a lot but it's uh it's very manageable if i just stretch it and it's not like my actual spine that hurts anymore (laughs) so like i'm actually building up support back there that's helping a ton with the issues that i was having so overall going really well and excited to keep going with it Dude, that's awesome. Uh, this was the first I'm getting an update from you. I haven't uh, heard how it was going, but hearing all that sounds amazing. Yeah, it's been it's been good, man. Um, what's the craziest thing about it all, I think, <clears throat> is like how much less food I eat. Because like part of the deal is I can I can only eat, I'm clean eating is what they call it. I can only mm-hmm. eat like stuff with no chemicals. Um, and like I I have to make sure I eat enough every day. Where with my blood sugar issues that I used to have so much problems, I was like eating like 3,000, 3,500 calories a day, no problem. Yeah. But like now I'm like trying to make sure I get to my twelve or 1,500. That's because great. Because I'm just not starving all the time. At least I don't feel like it, like I used to. Uh, you've um, actually inspired me to go somewhat organic. I'm not full organic uh, like you guys are, but me yeah. and my wife have started we have we've been getting like organic breads we've been getting organic uh turkey meat and organic lunch meats and stuff just the consistent things like we eat all the time like yeah sandwiches and stuff been trying to make that more organic that's good Uh, man and yeah i've been feeling good my wife's been feeling good too um and like i said we're not like we're not like the full monty with it yeah Uh, but the the food we've been getting has been good. The the bread we've been getting has been good. And this is my secret way to get her to buy nice bread because I, I have such a hard time <laughs> with like the mass the, produced that seventy two cent like, bread at gross Walmart. Bread, yeah, it's so disgusting. I hate it. <laughs> so we've been we've been like on the lookout for good bread, uh, and I've been enjoying it. It's been it's been a good change of pace from just eating like poop all the time. Yeah, that. You shouldn't eat that. Uh, after that, uh, have you been playing anything this week? Yeah, I've, I've played a lot of Borderlands 2 this week, actually. Wow. Like, a good a bit. Game. Yeah. Out of excitement for 3? Yeah. And, like, you know, when I'm sitting down thinking, oh, i got to start Borderlands 2, it seems like this with every Borderlands game. Like, once you've done it enough times, you dread the beginning. Because it's, it's so... You've done same. it a thousand times, yeah. and it's the same, and it's like it, it's not super quick. Um, but once you get past the beginning, I'm like, yeah, this is good. Having did fun. you play th- all the way through one? I did not. So you just decided to jump to two? I started running out of time, and I was like, I don't think mm. I'm going to finish. I might go back to one. I don't yeah. know. Maybe. Probably not. I'll probably did not you like, do that. Did you like one or two better before? So I think part of my nostalgia likes one better, but now mm-hmm. that I'm playing, I've played both of them again more recently. Like, I'm like, two's yeah, better. Two's, two's better. Two's better. <laughs> yeah. But like, I remember having more fun the first time I played one than I did the first time I played two. If we were that so makes young sense. Then. Yeah. Um, and not only that, I remember getting incredibly frustrated with two 
Really? Because, yeah, because, like, I think most of my friends, they kind of, like, bailed on the game. Or they got busy or something. I don't know what it was. But I was trying to play through solo, and I was zero. And I I kept getting to a point where, like, I, I, I wasn't getting good guns for some reason. I got, like, the worst RNG rolls for a long time. Yeah. It was just a really bad luck situation. And I'm, like, a level... 14 with a level 8 gun is my best weapon. Like, that's basically how, the Jeez. situation that I was in. Um, which was kind of wild. And I couldn't really progress too well. And I ended up getting really pissed off. That's crazy. I did eventually finish the game, but I started another character. Zero was harder to play solo than For the sure. Gunzerker was. So I just started a Gunzerker and beat the game. Cool. But... I think that might have put a sour taste to my mouth for Borderlands 2 a little bit from the original days. Anything else? A little more satisfactory yeah. going on. A lot of satisfaction happening. Yeah. So that game's fun, man. Um, but so like I, I got a laptop and I started playing on that and I log into my Epic Games account Uh-oh. and and I go to play the game and I'm like, where's my saves? I'm like, oh yeah. No cloud Epic saves. Epic doesn't have cloud saves. Can you can you manually pull the save though? <laughs> I probably can. I just didn't yeah. try. <clears throat> but I can probably I assume that's just in the like the launcher files or something. But then you gotta do that every time you play one yeah. versus the other, you know. Yeah. I'm sure you could try and sync them up on your home network somehow, but I don't know. I don't feel like going through all that. Uh so I have delved into the depths of Xbox Game Pass. Oh boy. Uh and for my selection, I pulled out a game called Vampire. Mm. V A M P Y R E. I still think you say vampire though, don't you? I don't know. I feel like I have to let people know that it's not spelled like that. I got you. So we just yeah, okay. So it might be pronounced wrong, but like you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Cuz it's like I guess it's like vampire more more closely like a like a burning altar type thing like a pyre yeah um that is a that is a weird game so it takes place in early 20th century london and you play as a doctor who is specializing in a new form of blood transfusion and ironically you get transformed into a vampire and that is irony it's very ironic and the period that it's set in there's this thing called the spanish flu going around and it's like a plague that's like devastating london Mm. and you become a vampire and you lose a bit of your memory and you stumble upon this doctor who is knowledgeable of vampires and their ilk So he like takes you in and he runs a hospital and he brings you on as like a, as like a transfusion, a transfusion specialist. And Mm. there are two distinct parts of this game. There's the parts where you are talking to people and then there's the parts where you fight things. Mm. So it's an RPG. So you level up by getting XP, yada, yada. But the hook, I guess, is that you don't get a lot of XP from combat. 
you get the most XP from sucking the blood of the people that you are talking to or your your compatriots or your friends or your coworkers or whatever. Um so there's a system in place that shows their blood health or the health of their blood and the more healthy their blood is the more XP you get from killing them. Hmm. So you go around talking to everybody and you get clues about other people and you learn about their connections and you can make medicine to give to some people who are sick. So you're trying to make the world healthier so you can get more experience when you have to get stronger. Hmm. Um, my problem so far is there are four like districts of people that you talk to when you grow closer to. And right when you go into a district, like you don't have to, but I assume it's for the best that you talk to everybody. And there's like 10 or 15 people per district. So I spend like two hours just talking to people and you're not getting a lot of new information from those early conversations. You're just laying groundwork. And it just takes a lot of time. And I kind of wish I could skip past that part to get to where I'm actually having informative conversations with them. Uh, so I wish that was a bit better. And then there's the combat. And the combat's very basic and simple. It's like you have a light attack and then you have an offhand attack that has like some special perk behind it. Um... And then you can like stun them and suck blood. And then that's how you get power to use your vampire abilities that you get from the experience you gain. Uh, it's very simple. The combat, not too much to talk about. Not too crazy, not too difficult as I've seen so far. I've been playing on hard and it hasn't been too challenging. Um, I don't know if I'll stick with this to the end just because it seems like a big time commitment to talk to everybody, but I've played about seven or eight hours of it and it's interesting and i like the setting and i like the time period but i don't know if the gameplay balance or the yeah the time balance is there properly um and i don't know if i want to kill my buddies that i've made friends with that's why would you make me do that game i guess that's what they're trying to do but it's all about the hard choices. It's all about the hard choices. And yet there are people that are jerks. Like there's a guy. People you can't who, wait to kill. There's a there's a guy who works for the hospital who's like the ambulance guy who brings people in. But he like charges them for beds, which is not what the hospital's about. So he's like making side money. So like you're you're kind of skeezy. Yeah. Um, it's a, it, it is a it is a solid like B like a B game um and enjoyable but I wish they balanced the time a little better yeah that's fair vampire vampire of course you're like a sexy like a sexy doctor vampire you're not like an ugly vampire okay I'm not I'm not gonna play I'm not gonna play a game as a vampire and not be a sexy doctor vampire yeah I mean you want me to keep talking about sexy vampires no <laughs> you don't gl- you don't glow in the daytime you burn yeah well i'm excited for rage too 
I pre-ordered it because I, I have, I have to, not I have yet, to, but I'm going to. I'm going to buy it. I don't like pre-ordering generally, but I know I'm going to buy it really no matter what the coverage about it says. Yeah, same. Because I'm going to talk about it on here. So, but if you value your money and are particular about what games you buy, you should not pre-order yeah. this. I do it for the podcast. I, I rarely pre-order games if it wasn't for the podcast. Um, but I have that I have that pre-order in. I, that game looks good. <laughs> it looks real good. And they, they just released the roadmap. Yes, the DLC roadmap. The DLC roadmap, which is actually looking really good. Yeah, it seems like they have two DLC expansions uh, planned. So they have two expansions, but they also have like... A lot of a lot of extra stuff like yeah. events and challenges that are going to give you skins and weapons and stuff like that. I was like surprised that. to see events happening. That's yeah, cool. and they were saying in like June we'll get new cheat codes and yeah, it just it looks really cool. Um, and then all that's going to be free. The yep. expansions will be paid. Um, which expansion? The first expansion's in August. Um, the second one is just listed as fall, so that'll just be. And the first expansion is actually part of the deluxe edition, which is only ten dollars more. Oh I yeah, believe. it's not bad. So it's not terrible. If you see the reviews, if you see that the reviews are good, and you are going to buy it, maybe think about that. Yeah, I'm probably not going to buy that just because. Who knows? Maybe I won't be playing that game. Yeah. By the time August rolls around, maybe you I won't like it is enough to play the DLC. You mean by the time that Borderlands 3 is coming out? Yeah, I know, right? That's pretty much right there at it. Should we just talk? We should just. Let's just talk about the thing. About the Borderlands thing. Okay. About the, about the guy who makes the Borderlands thing. The, the Borderlands boss. The Borderlands boss guy who insists he be on stage for everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, that David Eddings and Randy Pitcher feud has escalated. Uh, it's really hard to track and we've tried and it's difficult and it's, it's difficult when you have full-time jobs. Yeah. Our lives are busy (laughs) and we don't have time to keep track of Randy Pitchford. Yeah. Uh, The pay, the pay dispute was happening and then Randy said like, we offered him, we offered David Eddings, the voice of Claptrap, uh, a good, a good deal to come back. And then David Eddings was upset that his laundry was being aired, apparently. So then he just went in after Randy Pitchford and they've been fighting back and forth. Yeah. And now there are assault allegations. Yeah. Uh, Eddings claims he was assaulted by. Randy Pitchford in a hotel lobby. Yep. There um, is a text message thread in which Randy Pitchford calls David Eddings an idiot a lot of the times and says he's stupid uh, because he won't give up a source on like a leak that might be happening. Yeah. I think this whole story just screams like, hey, Randy Pitchford's kind of a jerk. In case you didn't know it from the last story in which one of his best friends is suing him for, like, fraud. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's definitely a particular kind of guy. I mean, I think that's, we all kind of knew that. But yeah, I mean, they're doing things even like, 
we talked about last week with the uh, no microtransactions. Um, when that's clearly not the case. They got a what? Huh. <laughs> Just a mess. Yeah. Uh, David Eddings also said that Randy Pitchford gave him an unwanted wet willy. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, and of course, Randy Pitchford is like calling people idiots and stupid. And that's really his form of conversation, it seems. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we we ever thought that Randy Pitchford was the most professional human being. Doesn't seem like it. <laughs> um, but at the same time, we don't know enough. Like, I don't, I don't know David Eddings. I don't know how reliable of a source he is for all this stuff. It's all he. It's all he said. He said. Then, he said. Yeah, he said. He said. Like, who, who really knows what happened here? It's just public bickering and i don't know if we'll ever know fully. no probably not uh 2k slash gearbox has said they are looking into it which sounds like some pr statement about how we have to look into this because somebody said bad stuff about us so we're gonna look into it wink wink yeah um all that to say this doesn't change my opinion on borderlands or the borderlands franchise because those games are much more than Randy Pitchford. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I'm not going to let the actions of one jerk uh, ruin the hard work of hundreds of people that came during him and before him. And I think, I think surprisingly the internet is also with that sentiment of like, there are a lot of good people working on this and this one guy is not going to ruin that for them. Right. That and I mean like I said, we we don't know the story. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound like something that would outright surprise me if it was true. But we also don't know. Um I think maybe the most telling thing about Randy Pitchford is I hear these stories and I say, "Yeah, <laughs> sounds about right." Yeah. Yeah. Now, I mean, there's this whole thing about him wanting royalties for his past performances, Claptrap. And again, on that, it's like... And, like, Randy has said something different than David Eddings has said about that. Uh, But David Eddings said, like, I would have done this for free if I would have gotten the royalties from that. Whereas... uh, Randy is saying, like... Well, of course you can say that now when you know what the royalties would have been. Yeah, yeah. You know? And, like, Randy said, like, we offered him, like, two times the union's, like, suggested wages. And then David said, no, that's not true. So it's a lot of, it's, a, it's like, a lot of, like, bickering. And it's just, just it's just knows. hard. Nobody knows. Yeah, who knows if he's really owed that money or if he was really promised that money or if he'd really just volunteer and said, yeah, yeah, I'll do it for my regular pay that and you're already paying like, me. It's fine to it's fine to ask for that. Like as like maybe I can get this, but yeah, like but you're not. He's owed acting that. like he's. Well, we don't know. I mean, yeah. maybe there was some verbal agreement we don't was. know about. I don't know, but it's a lot of nonsense. Exactly. I mean, there's just we'll never know for sure. We will never because know because they're both saying different things, and who knows who's being honest here? They could both be liars for all we know. It it always feels like that point in an argument. Like that you get into with another person where logic is kind of out the window and you just start shouting at each other yeah. like stuff that you don't even mean, but you just 
You're you're an idiot. No, I'm not an idiot. You're an idiot. Yeah. It's definitely with- it's definitely become a bit of a childish bickering, which is nothing less than you would expect from people who think up things like Borderlands. I, th- <laughs> I think it's I think it's fine, but within the context of like this could be a lot of money, like that they're talking about. Yeah, well, uh, I'm pretty sure we're talking about. It should be elevated here. above childish bickering. It should have just been like, yeah, he offered me and I said no. Like that's <laughs> that's how it should have gone. In all honesty. When asked, like, are you coming back? But, like, he said something, and then he said something, and then it just de-escalated from there. Yeah. Or not not de-escalated, escalated. Excuse me. So, there was some news really late last night from Epic Games. Oh, yeah? Apparently, they're having issues with uh, Uplay integration. And I'm actually a little surprised at how they're handling it, because it's kind of appropriate. At least so far, it looks that way. But they've temporarily disabled purchases for the Division 2 and Anno 1800 while they work on a fix. And they also said this is solely on Epic's end, and we apologize for the inconvenience. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it's always nice when, uh, when, you fess when up a to company it. can admit that I screwed up. Yeah. And we don't see that from Epic very much, it seems like. I don't think we see that from... Well, I guess it's more common nowadays than it used to be, I guess. Yeah, because that's what people want. They want transparency. They yeah. want... You know, they want to see that you're human yep. and not just a big corporation robot. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I just thought that was interesting. Uh, speaking of Ubisoft, they have revealed their next iteration in the long-running Ghost Recon franchise. Yeah. Ghost Recon Breakpoint. That was a good segue. Uh, yeah, I did it. Yeah. Jordan, uh, did you know that a breakpoint would be proud? <laughs> did you know that a breakpoint is like a military switch from like attacking to defending? Yeah, that's a breakpoint. And then another breakpoint is like a military switch from defending to fleeing. Mm-hmm. What's your breakpoint, Jordan? Um, it's good that you don't know because this game's gonna teach you <laughs> what your breakpoints are. My breakpoint. Is when a game has loot boxes that are required to progress. Not the that is a game. breaking point. Yeah, no, that's a break point. Hard out, hard out. <laughs> that's a no. So sorry. Or, or at least required to have fun. <laughs> sorry, the Need for Speed revival. I'm not about that life. Yeah, that game. The game was rough. Uh, yeah. They. This is pretty much going to be a sequel to Ghost Recon Wildlands. Um, and actually, they released a bit of DLC for Wildlands in which uh, John Barenthal's character shows up and uh, yeah, he is with, he is working with the ghost. Yeah. The Punisher or Shane from the walking dead. Punisher's um, better for you. Shane Punisher's great. Uh, sorry for those who love Shane, but you know, he's sh- the truth. He left too soon in all honesty. Yeah. Um, but he shows up and he's like working with the ghosts and then he kind of leaves on uncertain terms. And then it turns out that he is like a rogue ghost running a faction called the Wolves in yeah. Breakpoint. Uh, it all takes place on an island run by a tech corporation, not unlike Google or Facebook or any of the other tech giants right now. Um, and they are making automi- uh, like automized war, pretty much, like with drones and... 
and AI and stuff like that. And you get sent in to infiltrate as the ghosts, but they know you're coming and you're pretty much on the back foot uh, while you're there. And they're like, no, now this time you're not the hunter. You're the hunted. Are you scared yet, Jordan? Ooh. Are you at your break point, Jordan? I think I'm scared enough to cover myself in mud and just lay there. That that sounds nice. That's like a spa treatment, right? Yeah, it's like a spa treatment while dudes that try to kill you walk by. Yeah, so they seem to be kind of heading into, like, we want to make this not, like, as tactical as, um, like, Grawl or those older games, but more, quote-unquote, survival-based. So if if you get shot, like, your character is going to be running slower because you're limping or you're not going to be able to use your weapon properly. Yeah, it's just pretty cool. I um, like that. And it seems like if you take like a, if you take like a bullet, it'll, it'll negatively affect you. Um, and then you have to find a place to heal and you have to bandage up and it takes time in the co-op. Um, you can like carry your buddies. Yep. You can carry their down body to like cover safety, which is nice. Um, yeah, you can lay down in some mud or some sand or some snow and like hit a button that camouflages yourself. So your character does like a little roll in the snow and then he'll like cover his face and his gun. Um, so that you're pretty much invisible. Um, uh, Jordan, have you ever wanted to stay in a bivouac? A what now? A bivouac. I'm not, I'm not sure I'm familiar with the term. Uh, a bivouac. is pretty much your like base of operations out in the field for ghost recon breakpoint and that's where you can change your class or heal up or do any any sort of thing that you need to do um, okay it looks like it looks like wildlands too but maybe with like a few more hardcore-esque features which i'm all for yeah it seems good it seems like yeah. a it seems like a fun game and it seems like a game that would be great crossplay. ubisoft yeah, I hope you're listening. Please listen to us and just everybody's doing it now. It's the hotness. It's yeah. In a co-op game, there's no excuses. Yeah, there are competitive segments, but it's not you have to choose to like go into the competitive. Uh, it's mostly co-op. Yeah. Um, I don't, I'm, I'm seeing like less and less excuse for co-op not to be added uh, or crossplay not to be added because I'm just playing with buddies. Yeah. Um, that game's coming out sooner than I thought. I think it's October 8th. It's October 4th. October 4th, even earlier. Um, and this is going to be an Epic Store exclusive. You know, it, they, people talk about it like, oh, it's Epic exclusive, but it's on Uplay. It's on I mean, Uplay. Come on, it's fine. It was going like, to be Uplay exclusive pretty much either. Well, I guess Uplay doesn't do exclusive. It, no, but I mean... Epic's cut so small, they don't mind throwing it there, and they know most people are going to buy it on Uplay. Yeah. I mean, on PC, that's You probably real. already have that launcher, so just buy it on Uplay. Yeah. Nobody I mean, freak if you, out. If you wanted to play Division 2, that's pretty much probably where you bought it. You didn't buy it on Epic. Yeah. Most of you, at least. No one freak out. No one freak out. Um, PlayStation had another state of play. Uh... And I guess the I guess the biggest news coming out of this is they showed or re-revealed in a sense 
Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yeah. I, you know, I've never played a Final Fantasy game. I know I'm about to get hate, but I have not. Um, seeing Final Fantasy VII Remake makes me want to go purchase Final Fantasy VII. That's like on everything now. Um, just to play it, but I haven't played nor beaten Final Fantasy VII. I actually played a game that was based on Final Fantasy VII. It was called Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core on PSP. Uh, and I played through that whole game. It was all right. So yeah. I'm going to play Final Fantasy VII. Uh, they shut off gameplay for the first time. It's definitely going to be uh, an action-based RPG, not a turn-based. Um, so it'll be interesting how this one is received. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure there's a world we live in in which this is going to live up to the hype that Final Fantasy VII kind of brings with it. But I'm excited to play it and excited to see it. Uh, they also showed off... Oh, more, more of that in June. So E3, I would imagine. Yeah, probably at the Square Enix conference. Yep. Um, they also showed off Monster Hunter World Iceborne. It's a big DLC expansion for that game. Uh, shows off some new monsters in a new biome, which yeah, is snowy. From what really I understand, cool. it's it's definitely a big expansion. I think the I think the line at the end of the trailer said like big gigantic expansion or gigantic expansion. Um, it seems like a lot of new monsters in a new biome. Uh, I played some Monster Hunter. That's not quite my jam. It's very well made. And I know a lot of people are excited about a lot of people uh, love that Iceborne. game. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I enjoyed my time with it, but I did not spend near as much time as a lot of people. Um, I kind of hit a wall where I fought a monster that was much faster than the other monsters, and it was giving me some trouble. And he he was electric, and I kind of said, "I think I'm good." You just didn't care enough to keep going. Nah, yeah. I like the I like the idea behind it, but. Uh, that game is for other people that are not myself. Yeah. It was um, a big hit, man. Yeah. Oh, man. That was one of Capcom's... That, that like, lent itself to, like, Capcom's big resurgence. Was yeah. Was Resident and Evil and that and... So, so it only makes sense... So it only makes sense that they would uh, go Keep big on the expansion. It. Yeah. Um, I mean, how long has it been? <laughs> that was last January, so... Yeah. Yeah. It'll so we're be close expansion. to two years by the time that that'll come out. Yeah, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, it uh, it's exciting. Um, they also showed off Medieval, uh, the remake. That game does not look good. I don't, yeah, I don't know if you saw that, but it just looks, it looks, it looks kind of bunk to me. I don't, I don't really have a lot of thoughts on it to be honest, but um, I'm sure it's somebody out there is looking forward to it. I'm sure somebody know. is, but That's man, good. that looked like a. It looked like an old school, like, PlayStation style action adventure game. Right. But not in like a good reminiscent, exciting way. Then, then again, I've never played it, so I don't have that. I don't have that nostalgia. So don't burn me at the stake, please. Um, yeah. I'm just saying what I saw, and it was kind of meh. Yeah. Um, they showed off Riverbond, which is uh Diablo like. Uh, game with like that weird 3D looking pixel uh, art style 
kind of like 3D Dot Game Hero, if you've heard of that game. Um, yeah, it's kind of like, it's got like a Minecraft kind of graphical idea going mm-hmm. with the blocky pixelated stuff. Um, and then it's like a view kind of like a bastion, like a top down. Yeah. Yeah, definitely like 3D pixels is really what it what it looks like to me. Yeah. They also announced one more new game called Away, uh, in which you it, it looks like you play as this like flying lemur thing in the big jungle, like the big outside world. Uh, my thought when I look at that is you play as other types of creatures too. Um, but it looks like you're playing as animals and surviving in that game. So that that's that's made for somebody. Yeah. Looks interesting. Games for everybody these days, man. Yeah. I, I, the, the, I love the, it. The gamut of games for the for the vast number of people out there is big. And that is a, that is a great thing. Yeah, absolutely. We also uh, we heard a little bit of new information about Wolfenstein Youngblood. Youngblood. Yeah, so from from what we understand, they're going to have more open-ended levels that can kind of be approached in multiple ways. Um, We're all kind of familiar with that gameplay style. Mm -hmm. Um, And from they they compared it on on PC Gamer, they kind of compared it to like Dishonored games. Yeah, um, the way that it'll be laid out. which is interesting. Um, they also you know, said there's going to be a lot more things to do. So a lot more time could be spent in the game. They're going to be adding a lot of side missions and things like that cool. um, between now and release. I think, I think a lot of people like this. I um, think that, I'm I think very that conflicted. Makes... You're conflicted. I'm very conflicted about this because I loved Wolfenstein 2, as yep. we talked about. It was it's one I would game. consider a masterpiece. Part of what I loved about that game is that I got story all the time. It was is definitely like an old school like kind of like tunnel vision shooter almost yeah, not in a bad and, way. It, but it, yeah, it was done really well though. Yeah, and I, I loved it. And I, I don't know how I feel about let's add a bunch of side missions for stuff to do and slow down the story. Mm-hmm. Like that's how it feels to me. I could be wrong. I'm going to play it and we'll find out. Um I think it depends but, on what kind of story they're giving in those side quests or are they just like pointless? Yeah, I mean, that's Things. the the caliber of the side quest will be everything. Um, but I also kind of liked the linear design, even though that's more old school. I feel like they did it so well in Wolfenstein um, that I, I'm a little conflicted about the idea of them changing it up. But I've, who knows? I, think this, I may end up loving it. It may be great. I think this interests me so much when it comes with the knowledge that this game is going to be heavily co-op. Um, yeah, I mean, has, that, that may make up the difference. It's so heavily co-op that they're like making an edition of the game that you get uh, a version of the game that you can share with somebody. Yeah. Um, that's like you save like 10 bucks that way. Uh, and you can share that with as many people as you want as long as you're playing. Um, so clearly they want people to play this game together. And I think this idea of even like you can be on one side of the map and I could be on another side of the map and like doing completely different things. Um, yet still making the map small enough that it's not this open world. It's still a level. Yeah. A level based thing. You know, like Halo I can just was imagine kind of one of the early games that yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. did stuff like that. And I think they did it well. And it, 
it could be it could be good i could be wrong i just i feel like it the formula they had worked so well i feel like why well, mess with it but like you said it's co-op so it and is going to be different and so, it I seems mean, I'm like open. this it seems like this it. isn't taking the place of wolfenstein 3 right um whatever that game's going to be called this but i does expect seem to more than a, like a far cry new dawn yeah yeah <laughs> out of oh, this at the same i mean time. old blood was good um was their last like kind of mini game mini uh like a point five type game wolfenstein old blood took place before uh the new order um and you were like infiltrating the original castle wolfenstein and it was really cool yeah um but i i just kind of I, the way they're pitching it is like one of one of you could be on one side of the map and you're like, hey, can you help me out over here? And I, I just imagine like one of you pulling out a sniper and sniping somebody from yeah. like a distance. And like yeah. there's been stealth in those games and the stealth has worked OK. So. This has me like maybe more excited than I was even. I was excited for more Wolfenstein and to play those in co-op. But I think it's interesting to see machine games step out and try something different and try something new. And I can they, appreciate that. Yeah, I can I can definitely appreciate it, especially when they're doing like these point five models of of game releases. Because it's true. I have to I have to admit when you think about Wolfenstein 2, the new Colossus, when you think about how it played, it it really wouldn't work that well co-op. It's true. Yeah, you have to switch it up almost. They would at least have to make it wider, like the corridors that you're going down. Yeah. Some of those corridors are very tight. They could pull like a Gears of War where like they split you on different paths and you're fighting different enemies and then you meet up. But like, I don't know, maybe this is better. I I don't know. I'm very, very, I'm very reserved. Like, I don't want to get too excited about this, um, but I am anxious to find out what it's going to be and open minded about it. Um, But I guess we'll find out on July 26th when it releases. And finally for this week, uh, Nintendo has announced their date for their uh, E3 Direct. Yeah. Um, it's going to be the normal time that they do their E3 Directs. So it's the Tuesday of E3, which this year is June 11th. Uh, it's going to be 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern. We're both looking forward to N- Nintendo's Direct, obviously, because we both have Switches and both love our Switches. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to maybe hear more about Bayonetta 3 uh, and maybe some some few surprises in store. Oh, we uh, can hope. But. Give me that Metroid Prime trilogy. Oh, God, yes. Please. 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 But yeah, I mean, we'll we'll be putting some reactions to that. Um, we'll talk about that probably Soon. in. Yeah, you know, we may do a special episode or do an Instagram post or something like that. Um, follow us on Instagram. Button key games. Um, but for the Microsoft and Bethesda conferences, uh, we, we are going to do a live stream on our Twitch, which is twitch.tv slash button key games. And um, we're going to start that up on June 9th at 3.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, so be sure to check us out there. Follow us so you don't miss it. Um, and we'll do, we'll do a little, little pre-show before that 4 p.m. Uh, Microsoft conference. And then uh, we'll take a little break, come back for Bethesda, which will be 8.30. And we'll come back at 8. That's July 9th, so mark your calendars. Any it's gonna be a good thoughts time. on what's going to be at Microsoft? Anything you're looking forward to? Oh, we got to save it for the pre-show, man. Save it for the pre-show. I don't want to. Gears 5 is going to be awesome. <laughs> uh, Cyberpunk 2077 will, 2077 will probably be there. 
I don't know where Call of Duty goes this year, considering PlayStation's not showing up, but Modern Warfare 4 is probably going to be announced soon, so... Yeah. But Gears That's, 5. It's going to be a good E3. Might I'm be excited. Halo for you, too. Oh, dude. Sorry, I didn't mean to get your hopes <sighs> up there. I apologize. I, I hope. I, I hope we get some good news from Halo. Um, I'm excited. Even if it's just like, hey, we're going to do... Our PC flighting is going to start for the Master Chief Collection. Just give me something. <laughs> but yeah, so be sure to check that out. Um, but I think that wraps it up for this week. Thank you so much for, for taking the time to listen to what we had to say. Check us out on buttonkey.games. Um, there's a contact form you can fill out. Reach out to us. Tell us what you're drinking. Tell us what you're playing. Ask us questions. Tell us that we're wrong um, and uh, they don't like what we talk about. Whatever it is. Hit us up. Let us know. Um, But we look forward to it. Thank you so much for listening. Stay classy out there.